Speaking of YU and Yeshiva University, we get an opportunity to not only welcome Rabbi Brander, that is an opportunity we love taking advantage of, but Rabbi Brander has um, has sent to our studio some amazing uh, student leaders, and we will introduce them to you coming up right here at JMNAM. First, Rabbi Kenneth Brander is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Brander, of course, is the Vice President for University and Community Life at Yeshiva University. Rabbi Brander, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure uh, to be with you, be it in person or virtually. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real pleasure. And uh, you have two very special treasures in your, in your studio with you, real serious student leaders who've done a lot for the student population and are continuing to play leadership roles in their own lives. And in the community. Yeah, I'm afraid, and, and and please don't take this the wrong way. I don't want to ignore you during this conversation, but uh, it may be even better than speaking to you about the yeshiva on the air. I get to speak and schmooze with the students who have a first-hand account of how amazing things are on the campuses. So please, don't be insulted, uh, Rabbi. I, I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> you know, the goal of, you know, my goal is to make sure that I'm not needed. <laughs> uh, when it comes to student leadership, because we're blessed to have people like Talia and people like Tovi who do uh, wonderful work uh, as students and as leaders. Well, I have the opportunity to have them in studio, and I'm going to ask you just to hang on as I introduce them to our audience. Uh, Tovi Miller is here. He's from Baltimore, Maryland. He is the Yeshiva College Student Council President, I am told. Mr. Miller, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I appreciate that. Nice to have you here. And Talia Malatsky is here from Chicago, Illinois, and she is the um, a Student Council President at Stern College for Women. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Can I assume you're both seniors? Yes. yes. Can I assume you know that graduation is just a couple of weeks away? Yes. We know it. <laughs> Thank God. They give you the, you're drifting toward graduation. They give you this tough assignment of getting out to Jersey City early in the morning? It's just fine. We're, we're done with classes now, so it's great to be, it's great to be here. All right. In that case, that's cool. Uh, must be amazing anticipating graduation and finally putting a little bow on this entire collegiate career, huh? Very exciting. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really wonderful. It's being I've been here for four years now, right. and seeing you know my development over the course of four years, and seeing the development of an institution over the course of four years, it's really great to finally end and to look back and see all the things I've accomplished all the amazing things that have happened in the university over the time, and to move forward. You know, that. let's start with the broader question, and this is one that always fascinates me, because I could tell you, uh, you know, what I saw in my years, uh, many, many years ago, in terms of the growth of student life and the university in general. Uh, what would you say? How would you answer that question? In the last four years, the university has grown or developed in what way? What would you say? I think, um, and then I'll tell you, I'll tell you, go. I think that the development in student life has been um, a lot more actually student programming, student-generated programming, than when I, when, I, when I first got there. A lot more, um, many more speakers coming in, many more clubs active on campus, um, and so that, that's, been one, that's been one dimension of it. And then a lot of, a lot of really great input from, from faculty and from, from the student life team. Um, that's really been bolstered a lot over the past four years and been a great support system um, for us and really allowed us to really thrive in, in the programming that we do. What would you say, Talia? I was going to say along the similar lines of what Tuvi said, um, that I think there's been a lot more communication also between different departments and between um, office, the Office of Student Life and Student Life and the administration, and it's been really great also getting to see how much more people are working together um, in terms of making programming that's cohesive with the whole student body. 
Uh, Rabbi Brander, this is a theme that I think we end up speaking about every time you're with us here at JM in the AM, and it uh, again strikes a chord as I listen to these student leaders speak, and that is that uh, th- there's a certain student initiative, not to in any way condemn our generation for how involved we were in leadership activities, but there seems to be some type of student initiative across the board, and one might even say, you know, in our broader Jewish community as well, that is playing a very important role these days. Would you agree? Yes. I mean, I think, I mean, I I would like to actually concretize some of Talia's and Sylvie's statements. I mean, there's a hundred active clubs on each campus. Um, The Shabbos experience has significantly grown under their leadership. And and it's not just grown in numbers. It's actually grown in a way that's more important. And that is, even though the Yeshiva University population is primarily an orthodox, a strong orthodox population, it's diverse. And what we've tried to do over the past few years is to make sure that the Shabbos experience spoke to many different groups simultaneously. That's not one size fits all. And so many of the initiatives that are happening, the social entrepreneurial initiatives that are happening around campus, whether it's helping, uh, you know, local uh, residents um, whose no one in their family has ever gone to college before, our students are showing them how to apply to college, mm. whether it's going out and doing music therapy in hospitals, whether it's teaching science in the local public schools, or, as Talia can tell you because she was there, or it was going on a mission to Israel at a time, uh, you know, just a few months ago where everyone was saying we shouldn't go there, uh, and Talia and the whole group went uh, and, and visited with various different communities that were under stress and under siege to say, Imolanochi, that we're with you. That's what Yeshiva University is all about. It's not just about the fact that U.S. News and World Report just rated us number one in the number one in New York State, number two in the country for our students getting into graduate school. Because YU is not just about teaching for a profession; it's about teaching for a type of life. And Talia and Toby represent that ideal. Well, they certainly seem to. And boy, congratulations on those. Statistics, all right, Brander. Our Rabbi Kenneth Brander is with us. He's Vice President of University and Community Life at Yeshiva University. And, of course, the student leaders, Toby Miller, who leads the Student Council at Yeshiva, and Talia Malatsky, who leads the Student Council at Stern College for Women. Now, my pet project, with all the different things, and you, you heard about the 100 clubs, and I know you know this, and all the different events that are going on, my pet project was radio back in the day when it came to the Yeshiva University campus. Do you have a, a pet project or something that's dear to your heart that you spend even more time on than some of the other things? Um, I can go first. Sure. Um, just like Rabbi Brander was speaking about, um, Shabbat has been something that I've been very passionate about, um, making a really great community on campus. Um, the way that it works is that, at least on the women's campus, is that we have three Shabbatot a month are just women. Um, we have amazing programming. There's wonderful singing going on. We bring in different speakers. Um, we really enjoy just hanging out with each other. We have a campus couple um, who lives on our campus. And then once a month, we have a co-ed Shabbat um, where the men come down on our campus. We have great programming. Um, everything happens within the school building, and people really really look forward to those Shabbos to get to spend time together and relax together. Um, so what we've been trying to do is make the most effective programming that, again, reaches out to the, the widest amount of students that we can, again, as Rabbi Bander was saying. Um, so that's been really rewarding, getting to work with, we have a Shabbat Enhancement Committee, um, and people just seem really passionate about making Shabbos better, listening to what the students want, and making it amazing. Yeah, and uh, the, the people would be 
I, I don't want to say surprised, but uh, people might be amazed at the diversity and the different backgrounds people come from, even you know among the observant, and how they come, and, and you know this being from outside of New York, so you've had an even more of an experience like this. They come from a, a, a background that, you know, just has a different, we don't realize how different the Shabbos experiences are, even for all of us who have a Shabbos experience. So that's an amazing project. And Tilly, what would you say? So my pet project actually happens to be Shabbos as well. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> coincidentally. And the Shabbos experience on the Wilf campus uptown has been actually a bit a little different. Traditionally, it's been a much more of a yeshiva-centered focus, um, which has been wonderful. We have Rosh Yeshiva staying in for Shabbos. We have a tish on a Friday night, shiurim on Shabbat afternoon. And it's been a really impactful experience for a certain uh, for some for a certain number of guys. But as as we've talked about, there's a real diverse di- real diversity on campus of Orthodox students, and we tried this year to work really hard to diversify the programming that we have, so that in parallel to a Friday night tish, there would be a discussion um, at the director of uh, the assistant director of, of housing's apartment about a contemporary issue, whether a political issue, a social issue in the Jewish community. With some, with some food, and 20, 25 guys would come and have a more of an informal social conversation. Right. This, this, past, this past Shabbat, we, had, we hosted Ellie Leibowitz, who's a local comedian who lives in Washington Heights, and at the same time there was a tish going on Friday night, he was giving a stand-up comedy, a kosher stand-up comedy routine <laughs> um, in, one of the, in one of the student lounges. So really, really running parallel programming so that everybody can feel that they have a place um, on campus for Shabbat. We started a new initiative that one of the student council vice presidents named Shua Brick started, which was a website called Anywhere in the Heights modeled after the website in Israel um, of, of anywhere in Israel. You can, people can sign up to host, people can sign up to uh, take get meals in the Heights so that people can have meals in apartments even if they don't want to have meals in the, in the right. calf. I think you're hitting on a very important point because, um, uh, again, I think this whole concept of people staying on campus for Shabbos has increased over the years, and obviously an out-of-town population um, you know, assists in making that happen. But, but wouldn't you say, and I know this from my own family experience, that a lot of New Yorkers and New Jerseyans are also hanging out on the campus you know, for a Shabbat, and that is, at least in my day, was very unusual. So more and more, there still are a number who go home, but more and more guys um, are, are staying in for Shabbat, whether because they live in the apartments, but more because they enjoy the Shabbat programming on the campus, which is really great to see. It's not, it's not, it's not understood that they necessarily would do that. It's really gratifying to see that the changes we made have drawn them to campus. Hey, Rabbi Brander, what's it like having two student leaders whose agenda is Shabbat? Well, you know, when your agenda is also Shabbat, it's wonderful. But I, I want to just highlight again. You know, you're talking about you know, why you challenge used to be the following. In, on secular campuses... You only do Jewish on Shabbat. You don't do Jewish, you know, uh, seven days a week. Right. You know, we're, we're going to have a Yom Zikaron and Yom Smooth program. We'll have a thousand kids at the Yom Zikaron and Yom Smooth program, and there will not be a BDS rally outside of the Yom Smooth Yom Zikaron program. Thank God. There will be 30 students in the audience who were soldiers in the IDF, right. uh, but there won't be a BDS rally, you know, outside. So when you have a, ca- a campus that does Jewish seven days a week, how do you make sure that you still capture a Shabbos experience? Mm-hmm. And what has been done with the leadership, uh, the student leaderships, because without them, you can have all the ideas in the world. If it's not their idea, it's not going to happen. But also, I think with the student life, uh, you know, professionals, we have really worked hard to create a diversified student uh, Shabbos experience. What Toby mentioned about the incoming president of SOI, Shua Brick, Anywhere in the Heights, we have created a website in partnership with the student leaders that allows students to have 
Shabbos at a young couple's house. There's over 280 young couples at you know on the YU campus, and it's it's a wonderfully run website. My hope is that it gets to a point where it's not just that a student could go anywhere in the Heights, but a student who wants to go to the Five Towns or the Lower East Side for Shabbos can pick a place that there is an alum from those areas that we've checked out and that's appropriate for our students to be at and expand the bandwidth of those experiences for our students. But again, what Tuzi and what Talia have helped create just allows us to have hundreds of students on campus, on Shabbos, and thousands involved in a Jewish experience and other experiences throughout the year, throughout would, the week. I would bet a lot of this uh, has really come to fruition and has grown because of social media and technology, uh, something that you guys don't know what it's like to live without. But I can tell you it was much different when you tried to arrange programs and depended on flyers and people walking by and seeing the information and remembering it and then taking it with them to call. They, we didn't have phones on, on our person at that time in order to do that. So all this helps, and it's amazing that you're able to use all those tools to advance all of this and to make it one big community. Are you involved? Is student leadership involved in these Yomazikaron Yamatsmud programs? Yes, it's actually... No, they, um, they, they run them. Tell me about it. Yeah, definitely. We have um, student council representatives who are basically running the Yoms. They work hand-in-hand with the administration, um, but it's very much student-driven, student-led. Um, they've been contacting the speakers, like Rabbi Brander said. We're having um, many former members of the IDF who are now um, right. Yeshiva University students. Cool. Um, they're compiling a video, and they're coming to speak, and they're going to be there in a big part of the day, you know, something that we always want to capture. Um, we're not in Israel, but experiencing Yom Hatzmi is the best way that we can, and this is the best way that the students felt that they wanted to do this. It, it's such an amazing way to commemorate Yom HaZikaron first, because we're having Ron Weinrich hey, tomorrow, the uh, former tank commander for the IDF, and I, I anticipate that he'll bring to us a real personal message when it comes to Israel Memorial Day. And you on the campus have colleagues you have colleagues, fellow students, and alums who uh, you know know what it's like to lose friends and to be involved in in activities that are you know life threatening, which is going to be a very meaningful part of the day. You no, know, it really creates a much more of an intimate experience. We're also right. having Mr. Stephen Flato come oh, as, wow. as, as, a, as a keynote speaker, which is going to be very you know in, impactful in a, in a really more of an intense way. Lost his daughter in a terrorist right, attack. Right, terrorist attack. Right, and and it'll be, but he's something he speaks about yep. regularly and has a real real message that he's honed and he's crafted oh, yeah. over the years to to deliver to us. We're really looking forward to that. And Yom Atzmut, Israel Independence Day, there'll be a big celebration. Big celebration. We have a. a a big, uh, we call it Tekes Ma'avar, but uh, there's a big Yom Hazikaron um, right. program, um, which then transitions into a big Chagiga where there's going to be a lot of dancing and there's going to be music. During the day, we have um, both a respective women's and um, men's Yomiyun, so we're going to have all different Yeshiva University professors coming to speak, um, give over lessons and shirim to students, and in the afternoon there's going to be a big barbecue. A big barbecue. It's going to be Isn't that the most Israeli you could be? That is the most Israeli you exactly. can be. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah Mangal. You have, to, you have to make sure to barbecue on Yom Ha'atzmut, that's for sure. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Manope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial broadcast live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, or by Kenneth Branders with us. He's Vice President of University and Community Life at Yeshiva University. He has sent to our studio two amazing representatives, Toby Miller from Baltimore, Maryland, and Talia Malatsky of Chicago, Illinois, both respective uh, student uh, presidents, student council presidents at Yeshiva College and Stern College for Women. Uh, Rabbi Brander, it's, uh, it's almost graduation day. Uh, how about your evaluation of how this school year has gone, both from an administrative point of view and from the student's point of view? 
Well, I can't answer from the student's point of view. That's why you have students there. <laughs> since I'm not there, they can say whatever they want. <laughs> but the bottom line is, uh, I, I think it's been a wonderful, it's been a wonderful year. Um, students have grown um, in, in their professional, in the professions that they're seeking. They've been involved in extracurricular activities, which again, as we've said before, um, is part and parcel of the university experience. You know, Nachum, that Yeshiva University is a wonderful yet complicated tapestry, uh, and, you know, the weave itself has tension in it, but yeah. we have wonderful students who have grown in their Torah knowledge, but have also understood that the way we communicate about understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not just through the conversation with Ravina and Ravashi and the Gemara, but also the conversation that they learn about economics, about mathematics, about science. This is you know, the philosophy of our Rebbe, of the Rav. Uh, this is the philosophy of the Rambam. And I think when you see more and more students, each finding their own way and each finding their own unique calling. You know, Talia and Sylvie are student leaders, but they're very different. Um, and they, but they find their own unique ways. And if I may just go back to the Yom Atzmut, uh, Yom Zikaron, uh, program. Sure. I saw the video last night that around, uh, or actually, uh, technically, uh, early this morning, around 2 a.m. And, you know, after the students see it, I think it's an important video um, that others share uh, with their constituencies, because it really reminds you about the unique character of members of the IDF. In this case, it's a, it's YU students, both men and women, who served in the IDF, but it, it just reminds you of the unique character of very young people who've done so much in such a short period of time. Is this video accessible to us? I mean, are we... It, it, it will be. It will be. We will be sending it to you. Let us know. I assume that uh, we have no problem... Uh, you have no problem if we share it with the audience, so no, please let us know. Definitely. I think uh, you, anything we... Be a, yeah, I'm sorry. It will be a moving thing, I think, for anyone in your audience uh, to listen to it. It's only three minutes. Anything that we could do to enhance uh, Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmut outside of Israel, we try our best to do. Um, so, four years have ended, and now you're moving on. May I get personal and ask you what you're moving on to, or is that not public information? Talia? Sure. I wish I had a, a totally concrete answer, but we have a wonderful <laughs> uh, we have a wonderful graduate program in advanced Talmud studies through Yeshiva University. Um, so you spend two years, women have the opportunity to spend two years learning Gemara, um, in depth, um, sitting in the Beit Midrash all day next to stu undergraduate students, learning from some of our amazing um, Gemara, Gemara teachers. Um, so I'm very much looking into that. Um, Where did you go to high school? I went to Ida Crown Jewish Academy. And then after that? And then MMY in Israel. Both wonderful institutions. Rabbi Brand, do you hear the path that Talia's on? Yeah, considering that I have the privilege of directing that program with uh, Mrs. Price, um, I'm very happy <laughs> that we'd be blessed to have Talia there. Um, it's a wonderful program. We have 22 women in the program. Uh, the vast majority of them, are over 100 of them who, are gradu who have graduated, are playing leadership roles in the community. Um, and, you know, as you heard from Talia, Talia, uh, as she grows her Gomorrah skills and she grows her just her Torah Lishma knowledge, uh, please God will continue to, to step, to follow in their footsteps. And as you can see, she has her own unique charisma and she'll do, she'll, She'll be a wonderful addition to the Jewish community's leadership. You think it'll be Dr. Malotsky one day, Talia? Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> one, one step at a time. <laughs> and, yeah, that's true. I didn't mean to rush you. 
So be Miller, and what is your path after so graduating? I'll be I'll be in Smicha next year, Very studying nice. to be a, to be a rabbi, and also be a fellow at SAR High School, working uh, working with the students there. The goal is is education in the in the future to be a, to be a teacher. Have they given you specifics about your task there yet, or not? So yeah, I'm going to be working with different Gemara and Tanakh classes, giving supplementary chaburot to the kids over the course of the week in the Beit Drash, TAing for certain classes, sitting in on pedagogy seminars with some of the teachers, and then if if any of the teachers go on maternity leave or, or you know, whatever for conferences, we can actually substitute for some of the classes. And Which where were you in high school? I went to Yeshivat Rambam in uh, Baltimore. And then? Uh, Yeshivat Haaretzion for two years. Oh, wow. He's a gush guy, Rabbi Brad, there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, you know, I got four of my own children that are gush children, so uh, I resonate with both Shalom, where I went to, as well as gush. Yeah, well, it's an amazing place, and uh, this me. Uh, Toby mentions the smicha program. I, is it booming these days? Is it bursting at the seams? How would you describe it? I mean, I think there are sixty students in each class, and there are four classes. Um, Two hundred and forty students in the rabbinical school. I have the privilege of teaching in the rabbinical school. Uh, those who are in their final years and are going into pulpit, it's a one-year class I give in successful synagogues. But what I've seen under the leadership of Rabbi Penner, that we continue to innovate. So while we're teaching rabbis already in the field through the Center for the Jewish Future, we bring back the information that we learned from those experiences, and we are constantly redoing the rabbinical school to match the experiences that we're seeing. We're, we're placing 30 rabbis around the country this year. So we're pretty much on top of the, of the communities. So when you learn that, and then you go back to the rabbinical school, and you change the rabbinical school based on those experiences, Rabbi Tenner has done an exceptional job of making sure that the rabbinical school continues to remain cutting edge. And the uh, cutting edge, it can't be overstated how important that is, because not only are we in such a fast-moving, ever-changing world, at a moment's notice we see how things change, but in addition to that, the issues of the day are issues that have not been faced by our community, I would probably say, either in centuries or ever. And, uh, or, I, think it's or, I think it's or ever. Yeah. But the fact that now the Furkoff Graduate School of Psychology is about to launch a certificate program for rabbinical students. So that our students don't just you know, can sit and learn all day, and also we find time for them to get a certificate program uh, in, in pastoral counseling. That is convening the resources of Yeshiva University in ways to serve our students as well as the community in a way that, that no other university, no other academic institution, no other yeshiva uh, can do. Pretty amazing. Uh, Nachum, I, I think it's also important to recognize that while Talia and Tovi, you know, have decided in fields of Jewish community work, we're going to have hundreds of students that are, are going to go into... Um, entrepreneurial experiences beginning next year. We're going to have students, it's, we have north of like 92% acceptance rate into the graduate schools of their choice. Yeshiva University is uh, services the community in many ways, and one of the ways we do that is by creating wonderful lay leaders who become the next generation of doctors, the next generation of, of entrepreneurs, the next generation of accountants, a uh, group of students who will be making Aliyah, you know, YU is not just a place in which people go into Jewish community work, although that's critical and essential. It's a place that grooms you for all types of positions. And as Toby and Talia can tell you, that many of their friends 
have decided on those career paths. Yeah, if we lined up uh, 20 years' worth of student council presidents, we'd probably have a very diverse <laughs> uh, sure. career choices, I would bet. Anything you guys want to add to that, Talia? Um, just uh, on the heels of what Rabbi Brander said, um, in terms of just seeing where people are going from now on and using technology, we just had a hackathon that was very well attended. We probably had about 80 students there. Who Our came. very own Matis Wine Guest <laughs> covered it this past Sunday. Ah, yeah. okay, yeah. very nice. Yes, yeah, so it was 24 hours. Um, it was incredible. And these students are going on, many of them. We have a program called Tamid where you can go and work in different fields um, and spend either a summer in Israel or help you with um, with networking and different jobs to get there. Um, but we also have people working at J.P. Morgan next year. We have people doing computer programming. Um, we have people going into all different kinds of things, um, at least on the Barron campus, which is the, the women's campus. Right. Um, we, now have, we now have a computer science major just to see that there's interest from students um, in using technology uh, to shape the future. It's really amazing. A lot of these same programs are run uptown as well. There's also right. another program that's a little bit more Jewish-oriented but really extends beyond that. It's a program called Halakhapedia, where different students write Halakhic articles are reviewed by certain Rosh Yeshiva and are put online with the goal of really uh, compiling an encyclopedia that was started of, of different psychalacha. Um, I, for, I forget who started it. I, I think Ike Sultan. Yes. Yeah, yes. Ike Sultan started it. It's really, it's, it's really, it's really uh, t- taken off. It's really, it's really uh, done quite well. So well, he put years into that. He really has. It's yeah. been really great. Amazing. Well, we're, we have, uh, we're finishing conversations with the governor's office about having an incubator project at Yeshiva University for new incubators, new incubating projects in Israel where our students would work with those new startups. Um, and it's basically an incubator farm. Our students would work with those new startups, get the experience that's important, while supporting Israel at the same time. So it will be an incubator farm located um, at Yeshiva University under the leadership of, Mike, of Michael Strauss, of Dean Michael Strauss. Um, where our students will be employed by startups in Israel um, and will uh, will grow their skills, their technological skills, as well as serving these new startups in Israel. Oh, amazing. A lot of great things going on, to say the least. Um, I thank you. I thank uh, Ray Brander. I thank Toby Miller. I thank Italia Malatsky. Uh, did you keep to your commitment? Did you keep to your uh, campaign pledge of a year ago? To uh, I'm pretty pretty sure I did. Yeah, of yeah. course. I'm, I'm pretty. Uh, we're, they we're, really, most they of the really did, were, uh, were and they understood out. that sometimes when you keep to your campaign pledges, which they did, uh, sometimes it's not always about being popular. Sometimes <laughs> it's about achieving the goals That's that they wanted sure. to achieve for the students. Uh, Talia, were you able to keep your uh, campaign promises and come through for everybody? I hope so, yes. <laughs> and I'm uh, passing the leadership on to a, to a wonderful uh, someone who was on our board who is the treasurer and is now going to be the president. Um, I think we're really happy to have new blood, but also someone who's familiar with what's going on. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. I think we're looking forward to hopefully what we're going to see is a great new year. Well, who are the new presidents? Uh, on, ta- on TAC, which is, our, which is our student council, we have Hoodie Rosenberg. From where? I'm always fascinated by the geography <laughs> of the Jewish world. Where from, is she from? From Queens, New York. Oh. And we also have uh, two other presidents, um, who, I, who one's from L.A., and the other one I think is also from the tri-state area. Very nice. And on the men's campus, the student organization of Yeshiva, SOY, which is the, I'm the outgoing president of Shua Brick from West Hempstead, is going to be the incoming, uh, incoming president and presidents of the other councils um, from TNEC 
and from uh, and, and from mostly from Teaneck actually. Well represented. Well huh? represented. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to worry about the country being well represented up at Yeshiva University. Not at all. For sure. Thank you, Toby Miller. Thank you, Talia Malatsky. A pleasure meeting you both. Our pleasure. You Thanks too. so much Thank for having you. us. Yeah. And enjoy Yamatzmut. I assume there's nothing like a Yamatzmut Chagiga up at Yeshiva University. So enjoy. There's nothing like that outside of the state of Israel. All right, that's what I meant, Rabbi. Of course. <laughs> and Rabbi Brander, it's always a delight to speak with you. We look forward to your next visit to our studio. And be proud. A couple of weeks from now, these students and many others will be graduating and will have certainly have had four amazing years courtesy of uh, uh, the wonderful people up at uh, Yeshiva University. And I'm sure you are very proud. We are. We all are. Thank you so much for joining us today. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.